So I don't have to worry about the closet. <laughs> it's true though. Wizards don't have integrity. Then he's just yelling through the through the closet door for the rest of the episode. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was recording all by the way. <laughs> you'll you'll regret this. You'll regret this fifty thousand subscribers later when I come back with an awesome Terminator body and kick your wizard ass. Oh god. <laughs> it's like a, yeah it's like a half million special it's just it's, it's just the fucking he's just a terminator now he's oh god in. i have to i have to wait till half million to get a full body oh god yeah every every like t- every ten thousand subscribers will add it's, like it's, a piece <laughs> i hadn't uh i hadn't decided on what milestones would would get what body parts but Dang, all right, now it's going to be like reverse hangman, like get, putting a finger on every time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm going to get, get one like dinky little robot arm and just kind of like crawl over to you and slap you in the face. <laughs> like really kind of just <laughs> like a sassy backhand. <laughs> With just the one finger. Just, just like the one head, one arm, and like a floppy spine coming out the back. <laughs> Welcome to R and R, rant and raves. I'm Richard. Raves. raves. I'm Ryan. I'm I'm ranting Ryan. He's Raven. Richard. We'll swap each episode. <laughs> it depends on the subject. Actually, yeah, who who will be ranting? Who will be raving today? I kind of, I guess this is going to depend on the subject. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be a bit of both. Uh, on the show, we're going to be talking about just the random nerdy shit that interests us and oftentimes nobody else Uh, we're we're starting off on an even keel topic something we both know a good bit about yeah it has nothing to drum roll it's already in the title so you already know what we're gonna say it's mass effect mass mass effect yay the hornier star trek (laughs) (laughs) it it, it, it is though it really does which is which is great because Star Trek just cannot write more than a sentence about sex to save its life. It's the most embarrassing thing to watch on TV. Uh, <laughs> All right, so Mass Effect, though, yeah, it's got yeah, no. There's there's plenty of waifus for you to space babes running around. Yeah. Okay, let's start off with the most important topic. Then. Um, do, I, do the do the Asari bother you? What do you mean? It always kind of gets into my head a little bit. Whenever there's an alien species that is explicitly the sexy one, like the Twi'lek usually in Star Wars, or ah. um, uh, whereas the Asari are the sexiest of sexy aliens because their superpower is to have sex with aliens. Yeah, and then and, and whatever <laughs> whatever they have sex with, the children are always Asari. Yeah, the, the Asari are such like a, a, a magical anomaly of... Of the of space <laughs> to create this species that the, their one like genetic benefit uh, besides magic powers because you know you have to always give them magic powers is yeah, to just bang aliens. 
Like they're built around the concept, their whole civilization. The reason they're out in space. Right. Is because 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 the pure the pure ones have like a high risk of becoming those like genetic freaks that murder everything they have sex with. Right. Yeah. Like they don't. It's not only that they can have sex with aliens. They have to have sex with aliens. (laughs) That's like their point. (laughs) They were designed around that concept. It's so crazy to me. This reminds me of like that that little interaction for for those of you who haven't played the game. It's Mm. RPG in space. Um, And there are parts where your character can like walk around in like little hubs outside of the mission structure. And at one point you're walking around this like planet and there's like this, you're, you're on you're the, you're on the Sasari home bachelor world. party. Yeah. You're at the bachelor party. And they're like, okay. Talk, and there's like three different species of aliens talking about which species the Asari most look like and or appealing to. And like, there's like, um, there's a Turian, a human and a Solar, uh, Solarian. So, so there's a, there's, so there's a, a sexy bird man, uh, a monkey man, and one of those little guys from the end of close encounters of the third kind. Yeah, basically. And they're all like arguing about the different features of the Asari body to be like, look, it's supposed to, it's, it's, a, it, it's most appealing to my species because of this. Yeah, notice there wasn't an Elcor at the table. <laughs> I think they look like me. Because <laughs> I've got this wavy pattern on my snout. They have a wavy pattern on their heads. You forgot, <laughs> forgot you, they have to like interject. <laughs> oh, right. With their emotions. Like, uh, You're right. I, horny, it's like horny indignation. <laughs> they horny, look like horny <laughs> Uh, you're right. I have to. I have to turn in my Mass Effect card. I've already just like completely forgot the one thing the Elcor are known for. <laughs> the one thing that they do. <laughs> the Elcor, for oh, God. Know, are well, like a species of like uh, elephant people kind of things who have like such subtle, um. Like their speech patterns are like apparently they have different speech patterns, but it all comes out as super monotone for everyone else. They're super like were they they like really high frequency or were they just really subtle? I think it was just like super subtle, like just incredibly subtle that only another Elcor can pick up on it. So when they deal with other species, they just straight up say what their like their tone is or what they're feeling in the moment. So always like they'll they'll always they'll be like. um outstanding anger i will wipe you out for your murder of my family um since since we're going to be talking eventually about the indoctrination theory i know you you wanted to to mention um are we are we going to be uh spoiling mass effects because i'm 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 thinking most people probably you know know mass effect uh, a bit uh Yeah, I think um, we should put like a big disclaimer right here. If you haven't played the Mass Effect games at all, you should go do that. Can't recommend yeah, like, enough. They're they're super classic. Good good Bioware times, you know. <laughs> the good times before the dark times, which is what we're currently living in. in <clears> before <throat> the Empire. <laughs> yeah, the year, the year of our Dark Lord 2020. <laughs> yeah, the year of our Dark Lord Papa Palpatine. The year pa- yeah. And uh, we've got Anthem and I think uh, that's it. What else have they made? Probably a card <laughs> game at some point when I wasn't paying attention. Did they make a card game? I didn't even know. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. Anyways, big spoilers from here on out. Because we're Tally's. Not- <laughs> I, was gonna, I was just gonna throw my favorite spoilers out in a big long list but all right <laughs> we'll see we'll let this happen naturally 
All right, all right. I'm going to take a sip of my coffee real quick. I'm going to cut this out later. All right, you do that. I'm going to say something uh, offensive to the majority of the audience. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know what? I don't want you to have an audio recording of me saying a lot of that. Because <laughs> I would definitely leave it in, of course. You'd be, able to use, you'd be able to use it for all manner of memes. Yeah, exactly. All right. So um, to answer your question, no, the Asari don't bother me. Um mm. Right. It was more of a rhetorical question. They don't really bother me either. This is yeah. really funny. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I have a question. Because <laughs> like, the, like the Twi'lek aren't explicitly the sexy aliens. They're just the aliens that Star Wars uses, you know, to yeah. put up a sexy uh, lady alien character. Yeah. Whereas the Asari are the opposite. They, they, it's, their entire character and race are built around being yeah. the sexy aliens. Exactly. I like that. I, I think it's like... <laughs> I, I think personally, the series handles it very well. Okay. I mean, I don't think it, I, yeah, I don't think it doesn't handle it well. I just think it's funny for what it is. Oh yeah, no. Wait, I like, I, I really, I really like the Asari characters. Like the, yeah. each individual character isn't built around that concept. Like, uh, Liara, you know? Yeah. She, she's not really interested in that. She's more of a scientist so than, than a, than a fact, oh, explicitly <laughs> is like, I can't no more children. I don't, I don't want to. So their, their characters aren't tied into being the sexy aliens, but the race's character is, they even have sexy vampire. <laughs> we'll have to talk about the sexy vampire. We'll, we'll get, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. What, right. what do you think is a good, like broad starter topic? Just think, what we think about mass effect as a whole. I think like, Generally, yeah, let's, we can start very broad. When when I think of Mass Effect, I think of like that perfect bridging the gap between science fantasy and science fiction. Um, yeah, I mean? I'd say I'd say Mass Effect is is really good about its uh, cohesiveness most of the time. Because like, because like, uh, hand, I really like, like just. Like, on one hand, you're like, oh, cool. There's like an explanation for everything. But then like that explanation could also be like, we found this magic rock and, and now well, we can travel well, faster than life. They, they, there, there are quite a few, there's a few different instances of magic rocks. If I'm right. Yeah, there's, there's element zero. And then there's like other stuff that I don't even want to get into. But like, you know, yeah, it's, but, it's like. It's like if Star Trek was a lot smaller, just because Star Trek's gone on for so long, it's had so many hands in the pot that it's fundamentally just all over the map now. Mass Effect, though, is the same uh, sort of balance of, of science fantasy, science fiction as Star Trek, where everything's pretty, everything has its own made up reason to work. And those reasons stay pretty solid. Yeah. You know, like Star Trek, you know, it has its magic crystals that <laughs> let you travel through space. Mm. Mass Effect has different magic crystals. I think Mass Effect's a little better about it in some cases, though, because it cause because they, it's they so don't just, like they don't just like say, yeah, the dilithium crystals just and and now we're on the other side of the galaxy. No, they're like, yeah, the Mass Effect allows us to create these Mass Effect fields, which allow us to like and they go like isn't like I'm pretty sure the science is, is that like they they're the, well, they, they can man, they can mis manipulate the mass of objects and they can reduce it to almost zero which r reduces the amount of energy required to accelerate the object to light speed. Although eventually you'd get to a point where that wouldn't really work. Uh, yeah, anyway, it's still, that's where the it, like, part comes you, you can't, you can't, you can't be so infinitesimal that you can outpace infinity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, eventually as you accelerate this infinitesimally small object, it, it still can't. 
yeah, travel faster than light. Uh, but you know what? The Protheans totally built the mass relays and those can do it. So yeah, because they just like slingshot you. But the thing is, they actually care about that. I'm pretty sure um, without the mass relays, you can't beat light speed. You can just get close to it, right? Yeah, no, yeah. Without the relays, you're pretty much like trapped traveling close to light speed. But like basically you're like stranded. Yeah, I, I think Mass Effect actually handles itself better than a lot of Star Trek in terms of its yeah. consistency. It's very consistent. Well, the, codex, and- the Codex in Mass Effect is one of my favorite things because, like, I know, you know, depending on what kind of person you are, I'm the kind of person that, like, when I'm playing an RPG, because RPGs are my favorite kind of games, I am mm-hmm. all in on the lore, and that's like, like, the more lore you got going on, the better. And just the sexy narrator voice they got, that guy with that really, really that old guy with mm. voice going on. The, the Solarians are warm-blooded amphibians like, with a hyperactive sounds, metabolism. It's like, I really wanted to know. Thank you so thank much, you Space so much. Attenborough. I needed to know this. Thank you. The guy sounds, it's like if Chris Hansen, like, retired from <laughs> Catching Predators and was now reading me uh, science fiction novels. Man, I... I I wish that we had, like, Commander Shepard had met that guy. Like, you sound familiar. <laughs> Hold on. Like, he's, he's, like, on the Citadel. <laughs> he's, just, he's just like, Shepard, I've heard about you before. Would you care for yeah. me to read a chapter for you from your favorite <laughs> book? And Shepard's like, yes, please do. I need it. <laughs> he'd, he'd, he'd like update your codex like freaking <laughs> Professor Oak with the Pokedex. He's <laughs> like, wow, Shepard, let me give you the codex 2.0. You try to like you try to like use your gun inside of like a no combat zone in the game. And it's just like, Shepard, you're not supposed to do that here. You, you know, that. that could actually be kind of neat if he was like, here's the Codex 2.0. It's got a VI with my sort of uh, intonation and personality in it that yeah. can write Codex articles for you based on stuff that your scientists discover. That would explain why he knows so much about the Reapers. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, you know, actually, that's... <clears throat> You know, that's okay. This is interesting now. I, I don't know if there's actually a lore hiccup here or if we need to question who the, the narrator of the Codex is. Because the narrator of the Codex knows quite a few like galactic secrets that you only just figured out. I think like <laughs> I, my theory now is that like he is an AI. Like he is. Just yeah, AI that, that's kind of what he would have to be. Yeah. And he just updates it as new information is presented. Yeah. Okay. Um. So so here's the thing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bring us in now that we've like covered broadly Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. I want to like move into something very specific. I'm gonna say something because I know you. For those listening, I am I I love sci-fi and I love fantasy, but I lean a little bit more into the fantasy. But Ryan here is like all in on the sci-fi, pretty much. Um, I mean, I am you know I'm pretty into fantasy too, but yeah, yeah, yeah. in general, I definitely am heavier into sci-fi. I'm going to say something a little heretical because I I, I know, I know that like this, I I don't think I'm alone in this by any means, but I personally think that Mass Effect has the best spaceship designs out of any sci-fi. Um, I can't actually disagree with you in too many uh, instances. It's pretty much that. No, it is that high up there for me. The Normandy is Normandy SR2. I I like it a little more is probably my favorite hero ship outside of um, probably Serenity. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's you know, a very different reason. Like, the Normandy is the sleekest and sexiest, functional, you know, kind of capable hero ship. Yeah. In, in, uh, in sci-fi. It's, it's, if I had to pick a, like, say, my, my lady loves Star Trek and uh, pluck a, a ship from that lineup, I'd probably say the Intrepid class from Voyager. But that's for all the same reasons I love the Normandy. Yeah. <laughs> it, it perfectly blends a very sleek kind of retro sci-fi aesthetic uh, with a very functional design that just feels like it would work. Yeah. Despite, you know, it's it's kind of an airplane. <laughs> That's the thing is that is that personally, I'm going to I'm just going to say mine. I'm going to ask you yours. But like in okay. my favorite spaceship of all time, mm-hmm. in any medium is the Normandy SR2. Like that's my favorite. Yeah, I, I don't think it's my favorite of all time, but as like a hero, I just you know, love ship. it. It's like it's it's just like you said, it's sleek. It's functional. It looks amazing. I just I, I, I love it. And I might I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this right now. I kind of actually prefer the Cerberus paint job on it. Oh, I absolutely prefer the Cerberus paint job. Cerberus, if nothing else, had style. (laughs) They were the coolest, but they were so cool looking. (laughs) The the elusive man still has the best office I've ever seen in anything. Yeah, I know. Just that was I remember because my first time playing Mass Effect, I actually started with two because I borrowed it from my friend Mikey. He was like, have you ever played Mass Effect? And I was like, no. I also started with two. Yeah. And like I, I started with two and like you just get that opening with the elusive man in his like little like uh, observation deck. And he's just looking out over that like dying star. And yeah, I, I I couldn't I could never be sure if he'd actually found a magic star that reflected Commander Shepard's decisions with red or blue <laughs> colors, or if that was a hologram that he was like hanging out and watch, staring at because he you know he had fun doing it. I, I, I never knew if it was a real star or just an illusion. It was a real star. It was a real star because like in the third game, okay, you know, when you you attack his his base. Oh, is that like actually around the star that yeah, he's always around the star? Unless I'm wrong, oh, okay. I, if I'm wrong, I mean, I, will I post it in text chat over this video, but <laughs> I, okay, I, I just wrong. didn't know that. Okay, cool. Uh, does the star as because you attack Cerberus in Mass Effect Three? Yeah. Um, but that star changes color based on Shepard's final decision in Mass Effect Two. Yeah. I don't remember. Does that decision carry over? Did Shepard being a good guy or a bad boy change the color of a star somewhere? I don't think so because I remember that when you're fighting when you're fighting that um that cyborg ninja in that room. Oh, that Deus Ex Human Revolution guy. Yeah, what was it started with Kai, Kai Lang. Kai Lang, yeah. When you're fighting Kai yeah. Lang, I remember the star being red. You know, being, being okay. It's probably it's probably red regardless. I don't think anyone in the world would have cared about the color of the star. No, I don't uh, there might be like one person on like a forum that's been buried in lost of time, being like, in Mass Effect Two, I made the good boy choice, and now it's blue, but it wasn't blue in three, and this is the worst problem with three. some uh, people. People would post in the comments, it's like, hey, the colors of gigantic space circle events like stars don't <laughs> matter. The color of the space circle doesn't matter. And then, like, they got to the end. They were like, see? You see? (laughs) 
Uh, oh shit this is this is it man the end of mass effect 2 the ending only changes the stars blue or the stars red <laughs> and commander shepherd's like damn i changed the color of uh one star next i'm gonna try to change the color of the galaxy <laughs> and yeah, maybe just crazy. maybe i'll make it green <laughs> just like i'm commander shepherd if i want to make the galaxy green i goddamn will <laughs> The green choice is the worst choice. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, it, 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 destruction is the only is the only reasonable choice. Thank you. <laughs> I like. I just can I can I rant for it's, just a second? Well, uh, yeah, sure. Let's all right. Let's just hit it. Let's. Are we doing the ending? Just, are we talking yeah, about the just, ending? We'll we'll come back to spaceships in a second. But like, uh, I, I think I think we just agree that the Normandy is the, is. The, the nicest spaceship car. Yeah, <laughs> it's the okay, one we on, want. Hold on, wait. Let's let's finish the spaceship okay. talk. We have to. Okay, let's make some. Cons- like put put a bottle on that uh, little genie bottle at the ending there. Yeah, <laughs> we'll cork we'll, in that. We'll have that'll be like our big finale, complaining about that shit. But like, good lord. <laughs> All right. Um, so, so okay. So, man, we, so, I'm putting my. J- I just took off my shirt for that. I- <laughs> <laughs> mm. Putting my jacket on, dejected. Mass Effect ending. I'll have to wait. <laughs> um. Okay. All so right. Spaceships. We're both in agreement that that the SR2 is the best spaceship in Mass Effect 2, in the Mass Effect series. Yes, and one of the best spaceships ever. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> it's cool. so good. All right. Yeah. Here's where things are going to take a turn. What do you think is the worst spaceship design in the game? Um, okay, well, I'm gonna have to kind of go through them a little bit and think about this because we've got I know I know you don't like the Destiny Ascension. I yeah. feel like we're gonna build to that. I feel like I'm gonna get right. a lot of hate for that because I remember people really I remember people really liking the Destiny Ascension as like a big like um as like a big like in your face galaxy building piece where you're just like wow because like that's like the, your introduction to the city. It's it's well, yeah, because they, they, they can't just show you one incredibly cool, huge space thing. They have to show you two at once to really get you. Yeah, because like you show up to the Citadel, which for those who don't know, the Citadel is like... It's, it's, a, like, it's an O'Neill cylinder yeah, with a city in it. Yeah, with a city in it. And it's basically like if the UN was also a city... It's basically Coruscant. It's just one giant city where everyone yeah. comes out and <laughs> does business. Coruscant. The entire planet is one big city. There's Chancellor of Lorem's shuttle. You get that scene, though. <laughs> you do. In Mass Effect 1, you approach the city and it's like, there's the Destiny Ascension. Look, there's Chancellor of Lorem. Yeah, so like you're approaching... As you fly in. You're approaching the Citadel and then they're like, wow, look, it's the... It's because the Alliance is like the human army, right? So like, yeah, the, the human space branch that yeah. just got some kind of political stake in the Citadel. Can we, can we mention just how funny it is that the, the, the ancient races found the Citadel and were like, dude, it's got a city in it. Let's just put up shops here. <laughs> <laughs> Capitalism at its finest. I, I mean, I, I just never knew. Was the, was the Citadel like blank and we built the cities on it? Or were the cities already there waiting for us built by I the Reapers? Like the Reapers are. I actually don't know that. You would they're like that with paint, the Keepers. Like, uh, you know what? That The Keepers are probably, it was probably blank. Humanoids probably landed on it. The Keepers activated and we're like, ah, oh, they're going to want a city. You think, city okay. settings you think and you then think they build sim city city probably okay. i feel like i feel like the reapers would understand although you never know there could be just some rule 
that 90% of life in space is people. Uh, <laughs> there's just some universal consistency that the Reapers knew about. So they're like, you know what? We'll just leave cities on it. Everyone has been tiny, like perfectly sized people dolls in our galaxy. So we're just going to keep the cities. Um, Either that's the case, or I feel like the Keepers probably built it for, you know, the Turians and the Asari. Okay. I mean, they work fast, so I wouldn't doubt it. They're just like matter printers, you know, they're just... Yeah. Here's 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 Commander Shepard's future favorite store on the Citadel, prefurbished and ready to go. <laughs> but yeah, so 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 the alliance shows up and then there's the uh, what's what's what is it called? It's like the the Destiny Ascension? No, 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 no. But the like the, oh, yeah. isn't there isn't there like a name for like the United um I military? The, there's the alliance and there's the council. Is it I don't know about the name of the military. Anyway, so like the the the, the, the the joint race coalition i'm i'm complete i think it had a name but i'm completely blanking right now but like yeah they're like they're like look it's there it's the capital ship of the council's military and like i'm like wow that looks really cool but then like as i like looked at it more i was just like it's kind of just like a box it's it's like a giant it's like the enterprise d's like middle glowy bit the deflector yeah, it's just that part of the ship, <laughs> and then with like a Christmas star kind of growing out of it. Yeah, you know, I think, I think I would like it. Like I do like it. I do feel like it's got problems. I like it because it feels like it was based on a mass relay a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like its design really looks like a mass relay. It, you know, it's got the same sort of uh, canyons running through a smooth, smooth kind of light gray surface. It's all very sweeping. I feel like this, like the Asari were copying what they'd found a little yeah. bit. Yeah, without just being like, a flying mass relay. Yeah, um, I, I guess I but, can see that. Like, I like that about it. I don't like the top fin. I kind of wish that top fin was just gone and it was a smooth. Yeah. Because I like it's kind of uh, aquatic manta ray sort of suggestion. But I feel like that top thing just makes it look like that, that Christmas star that attacked in Doctor Who. Oh my god, that is what it looks like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know what? It, I would like it a lot more if they just got rid of the top fin. If it was just the three. Mm-hmm. If it was just the yeah. three fins. Because I do like it, but I would like it a lot more without that. Um, my worst ship, though, I don't I don't know. I don't remember many bad ones. I like the Geth ships because they look like kind of insects. Yeah. They're little crickets. Um, oh, um, maybe my least favorite... Not the worst design, but the ship that I got tired of seeing first <laughs> were the destroyer class Reapers, the littler ones. Oh, um, I liked them, but I was just so disappointed after the legendary, like the special end of Mass Effect 2, where you see a million different kinds of Reapers, like each one was individualized. Yeah. Like each each Reaper would be a particular kind of character. Mm. Um. Which, you know, is what we were shown. And then we only really got two kinds of Reapers, like Sovereign and the little, little Sovereign. Yeah. especially So I, yeah. And, and he was just like a, a laser beam. He was like one of those Oculus, like laser beam eye things they send after you just yeah. with a Reaper shell around it. And yeah. I, yeah. You know what? That's, that's my least favorite. Maybe those destroyer favorite. class Reapers. I yeah. I don't like them. I can get that. I can, I get behind that. <laughs> Every time it was one of them and not Sovereign, I was just like, ah, it's 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 the, it's the reaper when they don't want to commit to a reaper, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it, it's it's the battle tank that could be defeated. <laughs> yeah, I get you. It's like this could just be sovereign again. <laughs> I love Harbinger. 
Harbinger is so cool. Yeah. Um, it. Yeah. Least favorite. What's your least favorite? Um, Destiny Ascension. I gotta, I gotta go with the Destiny's Ascension. Um, I was I was thinking at first. I, re- I was like, I remember like the Quarians, their life ships, their like little like city ships, mm-hmm. not meant for battle. I remember like thinking those look wonky, but I'm like looking at an image of it right now. I'm like, I actually really fucking dig it. It's like, oh cool, they built like a little. Uh, they they built like a giant little Death Star, but instead of killing planets, it is a planet essentially. Like it's a little oh the the giant uh, ball with like a hoop around it, like the microphone ship. Yeah, of the Quarians. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I, I love the the Quarian flotilla in general. Uh, well, I, I find them funny uh, as well. Uh, I love all the. Ra- well, we should talk about the races, actually. Yeah, let's let's. Tra- um, with a good time to transition. Well, what I like about these ships, and I know it's probably not what's happening lore wise, but I love that these primary Corian ships have these uh, rings inside of them. Uh-huh. And I I know that they're that magical and uh, fake gravity exists in Mass Effect. You can just have gravity plates or something. Uh, well, it makes actually, you know what? That ties into another thing Mass Effect does very well. Everything ties into Mass Effect fields. It, yeah. Like They only need one magic rock to make their entire space empire work. Because, <laughs> like, you can control mass. That gives you inertial dampeners and artificial gravity. How do you have all these cool laser guns? Well, they're not laser guns. They're tiny sand mass accelerator cannon guns oh my god the weapons i that is one of my goddamn favorite things where they're like we don't have ammo ammo is practically almost infinite because all we really do is we just have a little rock that we shave off a micro bit off of and fire it at light speed at you and really the only thing that you need is you need like new uh canisters to take the thermal heat that's all uh, it's it's brilliant the guns are so great the, and everyone poo-pooed that like you now you need ammo what is this and they're like no, no no that is like the coolest most detailed reason to make a gameplay change right <laughs> uh, i love the the tiny mass accelerator guns they make so much sense they've got so much more character than a laser gun and they don't require an extra magical kind of technology like it's perfect they're perfect guns yeah no, out out of every like another thing I'm gonna say out of all of sci-fi, these guns best guns. I don't know about that. I don't oh, actually really? like Mass Effect guns. No. Really? Um, uh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with them per se, but they don't stand out to me. I can't really imagine one from the other. Like from what I remember, all the Alliance weapons are different configurations of gray and white rectangles. <laughs> I mean, fair. I uh, they're they're powerful. very they're very. Good, fun, like, oh, gameplay-wise. Um, no, no, Halo no, no, is a no. real Dead Ringer gameplay. Oh, lore. Yeah, lore-wise, they're the best. No. Design-wise, Design wise, I'm more partial wise, to the ships. Yeah. Halo guns, just all of them look so unique and different. Like, yeah, Halo, Halo wins every time with just weapons. Yeah, I would... I think so. That's a whole other thing, though. Mass Effect. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the lore for the guns. And... Okay, we agree that the Normandy is like the best ship. Yeah. Okay. What are your second favorite ships? Because I think that the Normandy is kind of a, a shoe in ringer. Yeah. Oh God, I think my second favorite ships would probably. Be, it's not like a contest. My second favorite just ships in general would probably be like, in general, the entirety of the Quarian flotilla. If I can cheat. Okay. Uh, I mean, go ahead. 
yeah, I'm going to say the entirety of the Quarry of Flotilla. That's my second favorite. And then, like, if I just had to say, like, at the bottom, like, if we're going, like, in terms of racial ship design, I would say probably mm-hmm. the Asari are, like, my least favorite. Yeah, okay. Um, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, all right. So let's let's move on, and we'll talk about, um, let's talk about the races in Mass Effect. And we'll just go over, we'll just go over each one and talk about our opinions of them. And, that's that's good. Uh, first one, humans. I am one. Uh, I here. I'll give you my review. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? You know. Yeah. <laughs> you know the problems. <laughs> I assume the audience understands. <laughs> if they don't, please call me. I'm curious about you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I guess up next would probably be let's go let's go in order of of appearance. Um, so next would be Turians, which are like these um, bug men people. Are they buggy? I guess they're kind of buggy. They've got like they've got like yeah they got like mandibles. Like, they are bird bug men. You're right. They're like they're like they're yeah. big grasshoppers. Yeah, they got kind of a crickety sort of a look to them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Turians are great. Uh, they're kind of. Um, uh, they're kind of the paragon race I've always seen, you know, Turians are always the, the cool guys and your buddy. Sometimes yeah. the, even, even when they're the villain, they're the cool guy villain. Yeah. You're, you're, you're just like, all right, here's my best buddy in the whole world, Garrus. And that's my mortal enemy of all time, but he's still cool. Yeah. Like Sarah, like no one's arguing that Saren isn't cool. No, he's, he's super cool. He's but. cheesy maybe, but definitely cool <laughs> in like a nineties sort of a way. Yeah. I, the thing about Turians that that I like is that like they come from a planet that's like incredibly inhospitable and that like explains why they're so like gruff and they're basically like the core of the galactic military like their planet is like mostly like metal and uh, it's, like they can't eat any other food and no one can eat Turian food it's it's just overall. Yeah, no, the, <laughs> the, the, the lore for each of these races is so well thought out in terms of their origin story. Yeah, no, that's um, except for uh, kind of the Asari for me. <laughs> Theirs is the only one that doesn't really hold up. How so? We can well, we- uh, well, oh, just because uh, well, the Asari would be next anyway. Um, yeah. If we're talking about the the races in order of appearance. Um, we've, we've talked about the, the Asari a little bit. Uh, I just, I feel like the hand shows a little more with the Asari. I feel like there's not really much of a good reason yeah. for them to have this miraculous, like genetic assimilation ability. Uh-huh. Whereas like the Turians, I absolutely see them as a d- direct result of their planet. I think it's done best with the Krogan. Oh God. Yeah. We'll get to the Krogan. Uh-huh. Yeah. We'll get to the Krogans. Um, I think it's done best with them. Whereas the Asari, I feel like there's not a lot of justification for this like miraculous quality that they possess. Um, and in lieu of no good explanation, it's clear, you know, they're the sexy aliens. Yeah. It's very good that like, yeah, like one thing that I can, I can point out is like, if they're okay, so we'll talk about the, the sexy vampire in the room. Um, apparently Dude, we should always, address the sexy vampire in the room <laughs> yeah so apparently uh when it's genetic it's it, it's like inbreeding <laughs> essentially basically like well for them to reproduce with their own kind yeah 
Yeah, like with the, for for them to reproduce because their own because mind. it's they because they, they do it psychically, right? They read yeah. your mind and then somehow copy your genetics. Yeah, that way. Yeah, that's basically so. Um, but like apparently, when you do that a bunch with like their own species, rather than like getting like fresh genetic code from other species, that causes mm-hmm. like these. They have like a special word for it, and I don't remember it. But basically, psychic vampires. They're like, all right, anytime you fuck something, you're gonna kill it, and also become like you're, it's like Dragon Ball. Uh, logic or like instead of instead of getting the living shit kicked out of you and you come back twice as strong every time you fuck something and kill it through through fucking you become twice as strong you know like c- compared to all the other races they're the most like world of warcraft sexy magic elves yeah you know what i mean and there's nothing i, I don't there's nothing inherently wrong with that and i do like the asari um i i think they're you know i don't think mass effect needs to be uh like a stringent uh, thing it just has really good lore but I like it as a kooky kind of off the wall sort of retro sci-fi throwback adventure yeah well I'm just saying like it's a good thing that like they they found a Prothean beacon intact on their planet and that's why they were like the first to like go out into space it's a real good thing they did that fast because like if they had to do it the hard way like everyone else <laughs> oh everyone yeah like it's like a vampire by that point it relies on them actually like their entire physiology relies on them becoming, you know, the, the sexy space people, uh, banging aliens. Cause yeah, their, their, their inherent physiology doesn't have any notion of space travel. <laughs> they wouldn't evolve towards space travel in their like reproductive ways. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's really playing the long like gamble there. Evolution. <laughs> it's like spaceships, all sorts of aliens to, <laughs> uh, I guess psychically assimilate. <laughs> Whereas, like, it makes sense for like the Turians because they're like because of there's this a, super there's harsh a, environment. A product of a harsh environment, yeah. So, yeah, so but they, and the Krogans, oh my god, the Turians have a super harsh environment, which caused them to have a very like focused, pragmatic outlook on life, which means they are more they they lend themselves more to like that militaristic mindset. So they united fast. They became a military force, and then they go out and in, into the stars. And that because mm-hmm. of that, they're like the main bulk of the galactic military presence, and it makes sense. And that also mm-hmm. makes sense in like their um, their ship design, because like if you look at like the Turian ships, they're like super minimal. They like they don't give two shits about aesthetics. Oh no, they're super functional, super practical, and they've got hard angles. Well, a lot like their bodies. Like they, they're a species that are born into armor. <laughs> yeah, because they got like they got like a thick. Uh, They've got an exoskeleton yeah, of got like exoskeleton. feathery lizard plate looking. Yeah, but they're, they're like, like Komodo dragon bird bugs. Yeah. If you, and if you look at their ship design, they're just like extremely functional. Yeah. No, I, I love the Turians. I really I don't have a lot of complaints look, about them. I still think the ships look cool in their own way, but like they're definitely yeah. like you're like that is meant to be a big gun and nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, who's who appeared next? Solarians. Yeah, I think at that point everything Cause, just cause, happens. Like after that point, you just hit the citadel and they all appear at the same time. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I, I don't really have a lot to say about the Solarians. You know, they're they're the Greys, and that's great. I like having them around. They're gray men. In fact, like in the lore of the universe, like Solarians discovered humans early on, like while we were. Mm-hmm. 
like they like it, it's like hinted at like the Roswell alien was the Solarian. Yeah. Um, freaking. Uh, what was it called? It's gonna come up at some point because there the influence is very clear. Uh, do you know uh, about a game called uh, Star Control Two? No. It's it's an old old PC game that is a, an excellent Mass Effect game. <laughs> it no, it literally the, the influence so on the on the nose uh, in a good way because they're both so good. But um, you know, humanity. Uh, the basic premise is you're a space captain. Humanity is uh, in in dire straits because a, a race of genocidal cephalopod ancient beings are on their way to cleanse the galaxy. So you need to uh, have uh, diplomatic relations with all the different species and bring them together into a coalition to fight against the uh, impending cephalopod existential threat. Um, and there's. And there's a blue a blue space babe all in both games as well. Oh my God, <laughs> um, fucking hacks. There's there's a, a a wonderful little race in Star Control Two called the Arilu Lalile, who are also just the Greys. They visited Earth. They they did the Solarian thing. I didn't hear that. I thought you just read just um, Lalilulilo, and I'm just like, oh, uh, oh, oh yeah, no, it's a oh, Arilu Lalile. <laughs> and no, that's the thing I love about it. And Mass Effect, especially Mass Effect. I love it when sci-fi is willing to throw caution to the wind and be a little stupid. Just yeah. be a little silly. Have your Elcor. Have your Hanar. Please, for the love of God, have Blasto. <laughs> oh, Blasto. <laughs> oh. But that's such a great idea. Like, aliens trying to make, like, a Michael Bay blockbuster. They see that it's like humans are a market. Yeah, right? Let's like make that. <laughs> And they try their best, and we get Blasto, the best movie in the galaxy. The thing is about Solarians that I, I really like is that they, they only live to, they, they have a hyper accelerated um, metabolism. So they only live to be about like 40, is like their max age. Mm hmm. Like they're old, like they, 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 they die really quickly. But because of that they're so I, smart, they are the scientists. They are, they're so smart because they're like hyper accelerated, but that also means they've got like their brains work faster. And so they're just like, mm -hmm. they're like going at that science shit. And I just love, love, love <sighs> probably one of my favorite characters in the game who is a Solarian, Morden Solus. Mm. who is like, we're going to talk about this later, but he's like a huge contender for best companion in the game my what i love so much about that is is what it does to their outlook on you know life and what they want to spend their time with in the universe like they're all such pioneers because they don't have time for anything else yeah and like he's he's you know, morbidly aware of this yeah th no, they're very aware that they have very short lifespans and they're like well i'm gonna make the best of it um so yeah definitely love the solarians um yeah morden's probably my favorite character really um, yeah, I think so. Second to, I, I honestly, I can't give it to Legion. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a person. I, I mean, no, he is. I he love is Legion, person. but he's, he's not nearly as, as a, I feel unique as Morden. Yeah. He's he, Legion is great, but he's like that standard, like AI gaining sentience. Are we, I, I just, yeah, we'll get in. We'll get into Legion. I've got I've got beef with the guest. OK. All right. So um, um, moving on past the Solarians, we got um, Krogan. Krogan. We can talk about Krogan now. We'll I mean, Krogan. I, I 
Krogan are kind of your your big burly fight fight Klingon savage monster men who are really sometimes super honorable, sometimes not. And you've got our gruff guys with hearts of gold are kind of a big thing with them. They're big, angry dinosaur lizard guys with like weird bump mouths. And I I love it. Yeah, they're they're pretty rad. Um uh, let's let's not recite their whole history with the Salarians. The, no, the, no, that's the Salarians left too many crop circles and caused a ruckus. <laughs> and now, now we've got invincible monster alien battlemen. Basically, what you need to know about the Krogan is that giant space spiders almost wiped out the galaxy. And the Salarians gave the Krogans guns and nuclear weapons and had them go kill it. And then they made them infertile because they realized that they gave a bunch of <clears throat> a species that has no filter and no concept of maybe that's enough. <laughs> so the, the, the oh, there's there's a, a wonderful commercial where a girl is trying to get her boyfriend to kill a spider, and the spider kicks his ass. <laughs> I, I just want to put a Solarian like in the 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 girlfriend's position. Have the Solarian hand the Krogans a frying pan. Take a step back. <laughs> the spider's coming. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, are so wonderfully aggressive to the point that you're just you're, you're they are anger management issues incarnate and i love them. and then you get a then you get a puberty stricken a newborn krogan battle boy uh, to, voiced uh, by the voice by um why i always i'm so bad with names i i met him grunt I met him at grunt but not grunt, the voice actor um dave batista <laughs> No. He voiced he voiced that, Spike he voiced Spike in um Spike Spiegel? Spike Spiegel. Oh from Oh yeah, shit. Uh you know what? Uh, we're gonna edit we're gonna edit this out and we're gonna know his name. Yeah, we're gonna know his name. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna totally just edit it out right now. Yeah, we're gonna pretend that we know. <laughs> I, I, this is so bad because I met him, Steve Bloom. God, I knew it was Steve something. I met him at at uh, SenshiCon. He came to Alaska. Oh, cool! Yeah, he, he he was great. There was this there was this amazing moment where like people were asking him. They're like, "Did you enjoy voicing Grunt in Mass Effect?" And he just goes, <laughs> and like that, he just does Grunt's laugh. And I I lo I fanboyed out. I lost my shit. Oh, uh, that's fun. Steve Bloom is so amazing. I love him. Man, you know what? It was pretty tough keeping Rex alive in Mass Effect 1. Like, my first yeah. time through, I wasn't able to do it. Really? Yeah, Ashley shot him right in the head. <laughs> oh, and then, okay, mm, Ashley. So, uh, <laughs> when I was playing Mass Effect 1, I was very, very big into Star Trek. Because, hello, have we met? Uh -huh. uh, <laughs> and I was so stoked on Mass Effect because Mass Effect 1 especially was trying so hard to be the Star Trek game. And it did so well. Yeah. Um, and as the, from the minute I met him, Caden Alenko was the red shirt of my team. And I knew that. <laughs> so when, so when the time came to drop a bomb on someone, <laughs> I knew who it had to be right away. <laughs> Caden died in mass effect one. We hardly knew him, <laughs> but you know, may he rest in space peace. Um, this, but then I realized in Mass Effect 2, the, the journey of, of my Commander Shepard, that he had made a terrible mistake because Ashley is horrible. <laughs> 
after I ran into Ashley on the the colony that the collectors uh, attacked, yeah. uh, he left that mission feeling bad, not for all the dead settlers, but because he killed Caden, the better person. And <laughs> Ashley d- doesn't deserve the life that I let her have in space. <laughs> the thing is, is that like you, you like like Ashley for me doesn't grow as a character like at no point does she like like i'm there are like small moments here or there where she's like yeah aliens aren't so bad but like you're like that that can that does not compare at all to like i don't know if you played the citadel dlc at all i i watched all of it on youtube yes yeah, so you know that one where where you bring Caden on and like he cooks you a meal yeah, it's that like that one moment has more character and development for him than in the entirety of Ashley's arc. If you let her live. Yeah, well, I did until well in Mass Effect three, I believe she, I had a, a bit of a kerfuffle with her and I and I my finger slipped on that renegade button, <laughs> uh, which which in retrospect, my commander Shepard looked back on fondly because Caden, you know, he it was tragic, sure, but it, it was far away. It was on a planet. It's kind of abstracted. I got to watch the light leave Ashley's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay because like, this is the one time you'll 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 catch me being so dark about one of these characters because I tend to love them. <laughs> it's kind of I, I just I just I had a running kind of like beef with Ash. That's the thing is like is like one thing I love is that Garrus has no fucking qualms. <laughs> he just straight murders oh. her. <laughs> no, I Garrus man. There should just be an option at the end of any conversation that Garrus will shoot the guy. <laughs> like, if you're not actively paying attention and stopping him, he will shoot everyone you talk to. <laughs> Especially after Mass Effect 2, after he becomes Archangel. Yeah, he's just like, I just decided to become Batman without you, Shepard. <laughs> like Shepard I, got, I got so used to being your cool Spock that by the time it came around... <laughs> Beyond my own, I just couldn't. I couldn't keep it going, man. I had to become bad. Shepard, you left a hole in the galaxy. A hole needed to be filled with violence, and I filled that hole. You're Does welcome. he say that? No, he doesn't say that. But doesn't that sound like something he would say? It, it, uh, yeah, it does. Violence filled that hole. It's like because it, it opens you up to make fun of him. Yeah, which is something Bioware likes to kind of slip in there when you're talking to like Garrus or Joker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you fuck with them. Or a villain. <laughs> <laughs> Always be a snarky asshole to the villains. What were we talking about? We were talking about races. Okay, so we just finished, like, before we, we got we got sidetracked <laughs> shitting on Ashley. Because uh, who can Ashley, Ashley, Ashley's great. <laughs> um, but uh, we were on the Krogan, so I think um, up next would probably be the uh, would probably be the Quarians. All right, I, the Quarians are probably my favorite race. I'm actually because with you on that one. I love the Quarians. Well, I love the Quarians because I love Battlestar Galactica, <laughs> and I love that they love Battlestar Galactica so much that they're just living the dream. They're just living it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would love it if if I actually like was Commander Shepard hanging out and and like was familiar with pop culture, like sci-fi characters are so often not allowed to be. Yeah, <laughs> and Commander Shepard's like. Hey, Tally, have you ever seen this show? And she just watches the opening of Battlestar Galactica and has like a nom flashback. (laughs) 
because uh, it's, it's the exact same story, but it's even worse for them because they have to wear suits everywhere. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, they, yeah, it's the exact same premise as Battlestar Galactica. They invent robots, the robots gain sentience and like completely like almost wipe out their race and to survive they all have to like run away on whatever yep. fucking makeshift space vessels they could get but it also turns out they've got like really shitty immune systems that were it's not like just on top of on top of all the shit that gets piled on top of Battlestar Galactica protagonists you also just catch every disease <laughs> the slightest cold will kill you they all have to oh my god! Suits now. It's like Battlestar Galactica with super AIDS. <laughs> I, um, I love the Quarians. They're my favorite race. I love their suits. I love their art. I love their design. I love the cute little alien words that they say all the time. I love. Oh yeah, uh, Salai. Yes, and um, uh, uh, there's a swear word. She oh, yeah, they, always calls people something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bushtet. Bosch Tet, right? It's, yeah. it's Baca for uh, for spacemen. <laughs> Why'd you have to ruin it? Now, just imagine Tally with blushies doing anime cliches. I really don't want to. <laughs> uh, it's too late. <laughs> oh, that's gonna stay. You, right? Now you I'm share listening. the curse. <laughs> uh the the quarians uh, I... are so cool because they're basically like because they had to evac their planet so suddenly with like spaceships that were not meant to hold a large population for long periods of time because they've been exiled for like centuries mm -hmm. they've been gone from their home planet for like centuries and so because you know, like, they all have to become really good mechanics they're all like most quarians are really good at working with technology and machines because they got, um, they got, because they got to keep their ships running. Because if their ships go down, they're fucked. And like they can't you know, use different ships for their like living quarters. You know, this this is another just another great example of Mass Effect's you know really well reasoned world building and how they tie that into gameplay. Because there's just a whole tech tree of skills, and they were able to actually build a race around a gameplay mechanic and perfectly sensibly explain it away. Yeah. Not like dark elves can use blood magic because they're both edgy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Nothing like that. It's like, why are they all mechanics? Well, they live in a machine. They live in a machine, and if that machine well, what breaks, they die. Exactly. The... What do you want from us? They go to the tech skills. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, isn't Skyrim. You can't make Tally a biotic. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, biotics. So so good. We'll have to talk about that eventually. Um, I mean, again, it just it ties into how cohesive everything is with the Mass Effect fields. It's like, okay, we even have wizards, yeah. <laughs> but it's not like they can do anything. They can only do Mass Effect manipulation with their minds. It's not like they can shoot lightning hands. No, no, they're like, they, all right, they, I can. They, like, can't, they can't throw fireballs or predict the future. They can manipulate mass. They have. Yeah, I can make um, you love Super can, specific like, telekinesis punch you with telekinesis i can like teleport myself float around a bit yeah it all makes yeah sense. it's 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 so good they even have wizards that work great <laughs> mass effect uh space world building done right pretty much there's never a bit where harrison ford needs to poke his head around the corner and go that's not how biotics work <laughs> Oh, 
shit, he should have said it to that little Volus guy who thought he was a biotic god. <laughs> well, now that we're out of like the core races, like the ones that actually have like main characters, we might as well talk about the the side races. You wanna, like the Volus uh, we wanna start there. Wanna springboard onto the Geth off the Corians real quick? Oh right, yeah, we should go on to the Geth. So yeah, the Geth are the robots that the Quarians built, and I love their design. I love that they look like Quarians. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just, very they just obvious. Look like Quarians, but like with one LED light eye. Yeah, because you know the Pixar lamp is just doing such a good job. <laughs> I gotta give them a whole robot race. Pretty much. Oh, uh, but I love the big hulking like Geth units. Yeah, um, the right I, one. I, I love that they were able to take the Geth eye, which is a pretty blank, you know, visage, and give it a lot of articulation and personality in Legion. <laughs> Yeah, no, like Legion. Whenever he talks, he's like express. You like, you can tell he's using like expressions because like his his little eye and the flaps around it will like move depending on what mood yeah. he's trying to convey. Like, it's yeah, so it's good. so nice. I, it's it's so good, but it also makes sense that none of the other ones can do that. Yeah, because Legion's special because he's got he's got like the most collective inside yeah. him. He's got like a whole a whole get network instead of just you know one you know chess piece unit. Yeah. Kind of battle droid. Um, I, I find the guest frustrating a, a little bit. Oh, please tell. Um, because of a, a little bit of a discrepancy between uh, what Mass Effect uh, 2 and 3, I think. Because um, in Mass Effect 2, uh, Legion says that the Geth you've been fighting are, you know, they're only a little renegade band that, you know, ran off to get real, real cozy with the Reapers. Yeah. Um, and that most of the Geth are really just trying to hide out in a nebula somewhere and build a Dyson Sphere and just live in it forever and never talk to anybody. Yeah. Like, that's their, that, 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 that's their plan. Yeah, that's my plan, too. Um, yeah, right? <laughs> that's my dream goal. <laughs> oh, God, it, it so is. <laughs> um, but uh, then in Mass Effect 3... Um, it is instigated, like it's not just an arbitrary change because the the flotilla attacked the Dyson Sphere. Um, you know the Quarians you know, launch a big counterattack on the Geth, um, but then suddenly the majority of the Geth don't just uh, they, they jump to fighting with the Reapers. Yeah, as as like their conclusion to this, and I don't know. I, I felt like they were going in one direction with the Geth, and then they just made them so fickle in Mass Effect Three. Uh huh. I, I kind of get it in three because like because like Legion explains that they like they the, the the Reapers basically show up and they're like hey it's a real shame that the that the your creators are about to wipe you all out we can help and they're like yeah all right look I, I guess it slavery's better than in, 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 annihilation I'll take that deal uh yeah it's just. I don't know. Legion really kind of hyped up the the morality of the Geth in a way. Yeah, that the Geth were above all else independent, and that's why they you know resisted the Quarians so heavily and tried to detach themselves from them. And just that that would turn on a dime just made me kind of lose a lot of interest in them. You know, I see that I can see it. Like I, I like the the kind of twist in Mass Effect too that the Geth were a little more complicated than. You know, a networked AI of Terminator killbots that just happened to fall in with Lovecraft characters. You know? Yeah, I get you. They were you know, broadened out quite a lot in Mass Effect 2. And then Mass Effect 3, I just I feel like they just kind of stepped back in line of being, you know, bad guys. 
until you forcibly reprogram their minds, which is cool. <laughs> um, and the Quarian story was the best in Mass Effect Three. I agree. I, I think it can it, go. It can go terribly. Kind of any way. It can go any way. There's <laughs> only like one way to get it right. It can go so bad. Oh God. <laughs> I, I I I got it done. I got it like the, I got it done perfect on my first run through. But I was curious to see oh. what the other outcomes would be, so I like YouTubed it, and, mm. and then when They're Tally all... like kills herself, yep, she takes off her mask, and you're like, ooh, and she turns around and like drops the mask off the cliff, and you're like, oh no, <laughs> and then even getting the Paragon hand catch doesn't work. Uh, um, she, she just kills herself because because you just wiped out her whole species. You know, the, that whole that whole arc was the thing I was looking forward to most because, like I said, I love Battlestar Galactica, yeah. um, and I, I I'm not a fan of the ending of Battlestar Galactica. So I've I've still got that like unrequited want to see how this story ends. And I was so into the Quarians because who doesn't love Tally? Who? Monks. Hello. Anyone out there? Uh, not not, not Tally fans? Exactly. So, like, Tally was my Mass Effect 2, like, romance character. Same. Because uh, I, um, I assumed she was a dinosaur. <laughs> like, I, I assumed she looked, would look kind of like a velociraptor. <laughs> Based on her feet and her hands and her posture. Like, I, I assumed she was a dinosaur lady. Uh-huh. And, and I feel, felt like my Commander Shepard was enough of a weirdo to be, like, so curious about what's inside that pickle jar. <laughs> Um, you know, like you show him tantalizing eyes from behind a pickle jar mask, you know, and you, what is in there? It's, you know, <laughs> it's so interesting. Um, so, um, so I was, you know, invested in the Quarians and in Tally as a character. So when we got to the end of that, there was so much tension. I actually sat down, I put my controller down <laughs> and I had to pace around while thinking about my decision. <laughs> <laughs> they're in that final confrontation with the geth and the Corians, uh down on on Rannoch. so like commander shepherd there's all this tension and then commander shepherd just stands there they're like shepherd what do we do uh, we're all dying up here and he's just like hmm. give me a minute <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just standing around and everyone's just also just standing there watching him waiting and i just leave my controller pace and i don't know what to do <laughs> i got the good ending and it was great um big probably my best bioware moment and my last good bioware moment <laughs> <laughs> r.i.p legion oh gosh the fucking destroy ending has such a caveat it's so weird uh-huh but no uh that ranox storyline was so good the Corians, I, I oh i actually like it a little more than battle of star galactica yeah right <laughs> because it adds that level of sympathy for the for the big other um in the robots yeah, they're not because just it's like a faceless bad guy. Like there's 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 motivation. Well, the Quarians were the aggressors. Yeah, the Quarians started the war, uh, just like in uh, the Matrix. Yeah. Um, like it's multiple times did they try to stop the fighting, and the Quarians just kept exterminating them. <laughs> exactly. Like, uh, so, like if you had to hold my hand, and you're like out of the two in this situation, who, which one would I side with? I would like morally would pick the Geth because they didn't ask for this conflict. Yeah, no, it was it was because they they didn't destroy the planet. They don't need to keep the planet. They don't need to live on planets, but they're taking care of it anyway. 
Yeah. Because they don't have anything against the Quarians, you know, fundamentally. It's just they're at war now because you keep killing us all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, forgive us if we play it safe and build a space army. <laughs> Um, so the, yeah, the Geth are incredible. I love that they le leave it in like no uncertain terms that they were attempting to be peaceful in this situation. Yeah. Um, cause they're kind of the storm of mass effects, the Geth. Yeah. You fight them a lot cause they're just like a faceless yeah. enemy that you're like, I have no qualms about murdering this. Uh, I guess they're, just, they're the battle droids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're the battle. But yeah, they're, they're just like a, a unit. Oh, all right. While we're, while we're here, what did you think of Tally's face? reveal uh, i was uh, just being this like photoshopped image you find in your room later yeah i'll bring up I'll, I'll probably put up like the image on screen of like the stock photo that they ripped off the oh yeah no we'll we'll, we'll did it like blue or what it was like they, they painted it they paint they toned like the whole thing purple i think they you know how tally's got like a like i said a dinosaur hand yeah she's got two fingers and a thumb yeah but they're they're positioned kind of you know like like a bird kind of talon a little yeah. bit like they're they're weird uh, like all they hand. did for the photoshop is they just like airbrushed out two of her fingers so it's just like a human hand with two fingers missing <laughs> and, and it's just and it's just it's just a human woman with like slightly more angular features or and it's like she's oh. she's got like little she's got eyebrows drawn on her forehead like little eyebrows going up i wish and missing fingers the thing that upsets me is i feel like instead of a goddamn photo <sighs> in my room it should have been like i should have gotten to see her face when she took her mask off on ranok yeah at least make a face you, you made you made that woman from the G4 television channel a character, but you didn't make Tally a face. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica something, internet uh, gamer woman, talking head. It was it was such a bizarre choice to have to have that, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, no, I was Man. disappointed with the Tally face reveal. They they hype it yeah. up so much, and like she she is. In my opinion, the best waifu in the in the game series. I I agree completely. There's there's like, yeah. You just want to know what her and Garrus, Tally and Garrus are the best. I agree. Best romance characters. Um, it's a shame that like Garrus has a crush on Tally and like I I I know. You're like Garrus, couldn't you have picked literally anyone else? Now I'm conflicted. like. Get like Garrus, like just get hook up with Liara. It's okay. You, you're both weird weirdos. I don't know. You both have those slit things on the top of your heads. Asari clearly are supposed to look attractive to Turian. <laughs> <laughs> you go to the guy at the bachelor party. It's like, yeah, bro, I see it. <laughs> this is why. This is why I love that moment in the uh, the Citadel DLC uh, where like you play wingman for Garrus. Isn't there a... In the Citadel DLC, doesn't Tally sleep with Javik? No, you... The Jamaican... Okay, okay. That's that's good. You can sleep with Javik. I, I feel like Javik has insect wings. Do you feel like he's got some, like, bug wings under that samurai armor? I want to believe it. I want to believe that he has them, but he's self-conscious about them because they're small. Aw, Javik. Yeah. We sh I love the Prothean design. We should talk about them as the final race. Yeah, we'll talk about them. Uh, let's let's do okay. the Volus. I want to talk about the Volus. They're tiny banker. I hate them. 
<laughs> They're like little mole men who run all the banks, right? <laughs> yeah, but I don't hate them design wise. I think design wise, they're they're amazing. And they're like little they're usually but... they're usually like assholes that the game wants you to paragon slap or to paragon slap to renegade <laughs> to slap, renegade yeah. to renegade slap. That's the thing. That's why I hate them. There is no volus that you're not like, and you're they're all assholes. <laughs> no, they they totally tempt you into like wanting to be mean to them because they're jerks. Like that's what they're there for in the game the the only one that i didn't actively <sighs> dislike is the one that's so high off of mm. his ass that he can't the bi- <laughs> i am a biotic god <laughs> wait a minute that made him sound like a crippled old man he yeah, was like they, they're all crippled they, old men yeah they have like a horrible breathing like they have a horrible like darth vader thing going yeah, on, right it's, like it's a- way worse though because they're because they have to do it like every other fucking sentence they're just like, oh yeah even talking to them is just a pain in the end they're just so unpleasant yeah and like i get uh, that, that was like the point but like it's like can i just meet like one volus I just, that i don't hate i just have, don't like, see this crew member that just runs your like a shop on the on the ship like it ma- it makes enough sense and i suppose you know the the galaxy isn't tailored to you there, there, there might just be a race out there that's just a pain in the ass inherently um they don't they, 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 even the most well-meaning volus would be a pain in the ass to deal with <laughs> uh but you know like that's not their fault uh and the galaxy doesn't owe you any favors they so. all have to wear these like little pressure shoot, uh, suits because they come oh. on the planet with like super dense gravity and like if they don't stay in that environment they just well, the, it's explode. they've got like a, a really pressurized atmosphere right yeah so yeah they'll they'll like burst into a horrible bloody mess i can only assume if yeah. <laughs> that suit is torn um man <laughs> imagine if they so. Imagine if they made us fight Volus enemies at some point and killing them. Just oh god! It's like I don't know if you ever played Destiny at all, but I uh, I have. Okay, so you know like the um the Cabal. Yes. Oh, those big cute like hamster guys. Yeah, w- w- that are actually like scary naked mole rat guys. Yeah, if you like shoot their head helmets off, it like decompresses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- those are the Cabal are just big Volus man. Yeah, they're just Volus on roids. <laughs> maybe they are Vol. Maybe just like their banker class, like their their economists are these little guys. But like you meet the the rest of the Volus and they're ball. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. So. Um. So Han- Hanar. The Hanar are amazing. They're these like jellyfish people <sighs> who have like echoey psychic voices with glowy mouths. Yes. I love that they worship the Protheans even more than everyone else. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're... <laughs> like they're the only ones that are like covenant, like like levels of of enthused by the ancient aliens. I love it like, so much. Like everyone else in the galaxy is like appreciative of the protheans interested in the protheans and exploits their technology but the hanar fucking worship these guys (laughs) i remember that i still remember that like the first hanar Hanar you meet in mass effect one is like in trouble because he's preaching without a religion license right you're like he's like i'm not he's like this one refuses to stop preaching the progenitors sacred word and the guy's like shut like the poor seasick officers guys it's like shut the fuck up (laughs) oh i I love that there's just ordinary human beat cops on the citadel yeah (laughs) that's why i love that's why i love bailey so much 
for, uh, from Aspect 2 and 3. I love him so much. He's just like, yeah, that. Oh, yeah, that guy. Shit happens as always. And you're just like, man, Bailey, you're such a mood. You get it. <laughs> man, he's got such a gig. I'm out there fighting evil and rescuing damsels in distress from monsters. And you're here just doing paperwork and stop it. You're the real hero. <laughs> really, honestly, he kind of is. Oh. <laughs> uh, um, okay. So- the El- we've talked about the Elcor. Um, Elcor and Hanar together make great films. I want on on the Elcor. <laughs> yeah, they do. But the Elcor, real quick, one thing I want to touch on, which I think is an Go amazing lore detail, is that they come from a planet with that's co- almost like completely flat terrain. Mm-hmm. And so that's why they're very like top heavy. And like if a <laughs> falls over, it's like a tragic thing, and it, like the community has to get together to help them back up. <laughs> But like, but like the thing I love be- most is like they have a military, and all they do is because they're big elephant people, they just strap- no, they become living tanks. Yeah, they just strap huge guns to their backs, and they're like walk forward, and they're like, "We'll do." Aggressive resignation. <laughs> we'll walk forward. <laughs> I love them. They're amazing. They're so good. Uh, Mass Effect really kills it with the the kind of well, the one race that doesn't really kill it for me are the. Uh, Fuck the vor the Varric the vor the scary scary alien the scary Vorix Vorix Varric these super aggressive scary spiky metal band monster demons from Doom yeah I know exactly like I love how like their 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 entire species is like we're cronies for uh, <laughs> for villains for. <laughs> For the Krogan, mostly. Yeah. Um, no, no, oh, hang on. I'm not, you're thinking of Varen, which are like those... Dogs. Varen! Uh, yeah, you're right. Varen are the dogs. There's those other guys. What are they? I, th- I feel like they started with a V. Um, but it's okay. They, they hardly matter, I think. They really there might be some matter. secret cool lore, but I have no idea anything about them. They just they just exist to basically just... Be, die. To, to die. They show up. There's no reasoning with them. You have to fucking kill them. Yeah, they're just scary. They're scary demons from a planet, presumably. Yeah. Um, okay, so the Prothean, maybe. Yeah, we can like, oh, yeah. touch on. We could, Do- Vorcha. You're right. They were called Vorcha. Oh, Vorcha! It does start with a V. Yeah, the Vorcha are useless. Yeah, they're just they're just they're just they're just a monster. Um, a scary monster for you to shoot. There's the Batarians, uh, which are like those like four-eyed oh. pirates. Yeah, they should have done more with the Batarians. We should have had a Batarian crew. They're like exclusively like there's there's like ones that can be reasoned with, but like the most part they're just like generic bad guys. They're like if I'm not a pirate, I'm a slave, or if I'm not a slaver, I'm a terrorist. <laughs> there's no one They're they're a step above the the I've already the Vorcha. The Vorcha. They're a step above the Vorcha though cuz at least they're not gnashing goblins. Like they're they're <laughs> dastardly villains of one sort or another. You know, they they have different motivations. You could have like an imperialistic batarian or a greedy self-serving batarian. Vorcha are just monsters. There's also the Drell. Oh shoot. What What were the Drell? The Drell like uh the 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 what am, I, I might have completely forgotten a massive. You're, you remember? Uh, what? No, I'm like. Oh, thinking, right. The 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 green Turian Asari hybrid lizard assassin man. Yeah. What's his name? I'm ah. Uh, Sedonis. 
<laughs> no, not Sedonis. That's 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 a different character. What is oh, his name? Oh wow! What is his name? Uh, I don't know. He wasn't as uh, he wasn't as good as as uh, Garrus as a romance option, so I don't remember him. <laughs> no, I I like him though. Was it like yeah? Thane? He had a son. Was it, was it Thane? Thane. Was Thane. It Thane. It was Thane. Yes, it was Thane. Are you sure it was Thane? I I think so. I I bet you ten dollars it's Thane. You are correct. His name is Thane Krios. Ten dollars confident. He had All a right. son. <laughs> he died. <laughs> he had a son. He died. He was great. Um, are these like cool like desert lizard people who like serve the Hanar because the we Hanar, only ever like, see like them. we only ever see like two Drell in the whole series. We actually see three because there's one who's <laughs> who is the third. I don't know. If, did you ever get the um, in Mass Effect Two? Did you ever get the uh, Shadow Broker DLC? I did not. No, I didn't play any of those. Okay, so in the Shadow Broker DLC, Liara actually you have to like you actually have to put her into the Shadow Broker mantle and that involves Yeah. And and part of that you have to rescue like a friend slash contact of hers who turns out to be a drill. So Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. I'm all for more I'm all for more drill. No, because I do like them. I just I wish they were a little more substantial in the world, you know. I feel like some some of the races get so much limelight, and then the others have just kind of peeked at now that and again. Makes sense for the drow, though, because they're like almost extinct because they're planet. Like, I mean, at the very least, we've you know had uh, we've had a drell crewman. It would have been nice to you know do a quest for them, go maybe see where they live, um, yeah. see a little bit about their you know explore them with the the Hanar a little bit. Maybe they should just you know what stop being cowards and give us a Hanar crewman. All right. Uh, just just a floating armored ball with like a million guns. <laughs> <laughs> he's, just, he's, he's like the best damage wise, but like the problem is that you have to wait for him because he moves so slowly. To, like, get he just to the floats fight. really slow, but he's shooting in every direction at all time. <laughs> Blasto! Oh my god! I want. Oh my dude! Blasto would basically just be the Mandalorian. Honestly, though, yeah. I wonder um, if there's a mod that lets you like hang out with. You Blasto. just imagine putting a Mandalorian helmet on it, so it's just a Mandalorian head with tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, I feel like so, we. I feel like we should wrap up here, but before we do, we should go. Out of all of these we've listed, what is your favorite race and your least favorite? Uh, my favorite race is the Quarians. My least favorite is the Vorcha because they, they're terrible. They really are. They really if I are. have to count an actual race. Oh, we, we haven't talked about the Rachni or the Collectors. Oh, right. Oh, or the Pro... Or the <laughs> the pro Collector Protheans. Yeah. The Collectors are just corrupted Protheans and they're creepy as all fuck. <laughs> Protheans are like the... So, so, so how it is is like... <laughs> Billions and billions and billions well, of years ago, the Reapers were created, wiped out their creators, and they're like, all right, every oh, like, man. cycle, we're going to come back and wipe out all the spacefaring races because... Shit, dude, we didn't even get, we didn't even get into the Reapers <laughs> and, and <they're, laughs> at all. Yeah. And then like the Protheans were like the most recent spacefaring existence before ours. Well, the, they were the winners. Yeah, uh, because the, they, they reference the a lot of ever, other species. Yeah, they were. Uh, who are Jamaican, but dressed like samurai. 
Um, which is great. I love them. I love Javik. He's <laughs> and their and their their biotics are green, so you know it's ancient and or mystical. Yeah. Um like other green things <laughs> in space. <laughs> Dude, we have to we have to do a double a double feature of this. There's too much of Mass Effect. Yeah, we're gonna have to do a part two. The next episode will probably just be us concluding Mass Effect. We didn't even touch on uh, the ending or the indoctrination, but uh, that'll probably come out next week. You know, we we pretty much covered the modern day galactic cycle of the galaxy pretty cleanly. We yeah. we talked about everyone who's alive today, but Cerberus. Um, <laughs> yeah, we but we talked about the elusive man's office, which is the most important thing that Cerberus has. Pretty much, yeah. Honestly. So <laughs> that we pretty much already covered that as well. So uh, next uh, episode, we'll be talking about the the last cycle. We'll talk about the Protheans, the Collectors, the Reapers, and the ending. The nitty gritty. Yeah, of... Ooh. <laughs> Could be like a little, uh, little satellite episode, maybe. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I've been Richard. I've been Ryan this whole time. This whole time. At no point was Ryan replaced with a robot clone. No, that'd be ridiculous. No, no. <laughs> no that doesn't happen to people. <laughs> all right, thank you all for listening. Yeah, one. thank you all for, for hanging out with us while we... we who was raving? Who was ranting? We decided. We were both doing equal measures of both. All right, cool, cool. Well, never stop raving. Never stop ranting. <laughs> all right, thanks for listening. Yeah, we can, we can say something like that. <laughs> Thanks All right, everybody. We'll see you next week where we'll continue our discussion about Mass Effect. And I hope you guys have a good day.